1: They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: Hi, this is Lou Roberts. This is Tyrese Campbell. And you're listening to the Every Step Along The Way podcast.
3: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this very special episode of Every Step Along The Way. Now, you've probably seen the title, you know we're going to talk to you, but this man has been associated with Potters football for 40 years plus now at this stage. Absolutely, the longevity uh, across both sides of the city has been fantastic and we were pretty honoured. He's got a book that's come out this week and we've managed to sit down with him. We only touched on a a fraction of, of, of the stories that are in there, but what a great couple of hours we had with the great John Rudge, didn't we, Mike?
2: yeah we did i mean we had poor oh christ 30 odd questions um and we could yeah we could have been on for another few hours. So thanks to everyone who obviously did send the questions in. Uh John kind of answered a couple of them inadvertently anyway. So please don't think that we didn't ask. Uh, it's just the case that we we only had a certain amount of time and honestly if you try and cram 14 years of experience into an hour and a half, it's a bit unrealistic. So um yeah it was it was fascinating. If anyone's had the you know the the good John Thordeson years, the you know the Johan Boscam, the semibangoras, um you know anything along that time the Peter Thorns, the Graham Caverners, you're going to love this. You know, the, the stories that we went through, Dan, there was some ones that people had heard little tweaks of. Uh, you know, people mentioned about Robert Hooth and Tonshine, people like that. Um, And the story wasn't quite what people thought it was or, or what was portrayed in the media. I'm not going to give anything away, but we, we couldn't have in that time, I don't think we could have actually covered off any more, could we?
3: <laughs> I think we were there for a couple of hours and I say we had um, you know a couple of things that uh, obviously John had planned regarding the book in the afternoon had uh, to get off for. But we would have, you yeah, know, we, we could have doubled that time easier yeah, and not been, you know, and still had more to talk about, couldn't we? Yeah, there, I mean, just just pick a player, can't you? could can just chuck, chuck a player out and he's got a story for it. Any, any, anyone from 14 years, but, yeah, I mean, I, who's your favourite story? Uh, who's your favourite story? I mean, we, we did sort of, um, We sort of confide after, didn't we? Oh, do you remember what this bit was great? That bit was great. And there's two hours in front of you, listeners, that you are you're going to love. There's so much information. Um, John's he's a real character as well, isn't he? I think that's what we the vibe I got from sitting down is. Um, I imagine, you know, he's had some laughs with, you know, with, with, with sort of, you know, Good John and, and, and Tony Pulis, six cetera, throughout his time at Stoke.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, the, 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 I said to you, Dan, the main thing I wanted to get out of this was understanding... Good, John Thordeson's response to um, obviously his sacking, uh, and then like I said, John threw some pearls in. I'm not going to spoil it. You're going to have to listen to the next uh, kind of couple of hours, but trust me, you you will not be disappointed if you've got if you've grown up in this era, which wasn't actually that long ago, and make 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 people feel very old. But um, if you've grown up around this time and you know you you went through it. It was an incredible 14 years, actually, uh, when you really think about what we've actually achieved as a club in that time. Um, you know, Tony Pulis makes an appearance as well uh, and his stories, uh, a, a story about Chris Iwilumo that you uh, we were just in stitches uh, about it. Uh, I, that is all I'm going to give you. Uh, you're going to have to listen to the rest of it. But, um, yeah, it, I really, really enjoyed it.
3: I think all we can say now is uh, sit back, make it, make a cup of tea. See if it's as good as the one John made for you. And uh, listen to this.
4: Good morning, lads. <laughs> Great to see you. Um, really sort of interested in you coming to try and help me try and promote my, the, the book here, which is uh, obviously very important for us. Um, I was at Bell uh, for 19 years. And also I was at Stoke for, for 14. People said to me, if you were never at Stoke for 14, I said, yeah, yeah, yes, there was. Yeah, 14 years I was there from term 2000. I mean you, when you're the director of football, it's a different aspect, and you're not in the limelight as much as you are when the manager. But I mean, we had great times at Stoke. I mean, thing is that obviously I had five different managers that I worked with. Um, obviously, we had good great success. And, uh, you know, something that will always uh, stand in my memory is uh, one, of my, one of my feats for, you know, actually being in football, I've been very lucky. So, I, mean, I mean, you look at me now, you wouldn't think I was at the age I am, would you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I am. I'm uh, coming up to 79 now. And so sort of, I've been very lucky from 15, um, where I was desperate to want to be a footballer. So I've been very fortunate and very lucky. To have been in football all my life. It's something I was desperate to want to do when I was 15. Carol and Kevin, who are very good owners of the club, have made me the president of the club, which is obviously a great honour. Um, so, I mean, I'm there now uh, going uh, back on a regular basis. I mean, like only yesterday, I mean, I was at, uh, at the away game and sort of, and then I go with Kevin in the, in the, in the car together. And so I'm greatly honoured, really, in that, in the sense that it's similar to the situation of been a book actually um, on, my, on my career. But I mean, I've been very lucky and very fortunate to be uh, um, from 15 to, to this age that I'm now and still involved. So I mean, it's incredible, really.
3: Yeah. Um, what made the book come about then? What were they when you decided uh, to, to write uh, the book?
4: Oh. <laughs> This is it. I mean, the thing is, actually, when um, when I left uh, Poor Vale after uh, the, all the years that I was there, Chris Harper was actually writing the book for me, So I'd done I'd done uh, I think about fifteen chapters on the book, and uh, we came to a situation where I just left, um, and I said to Chris, I said, Chris, I said. I think we'll leave it for a bit. I said, you know, so I'm just going to Stoke. Well, you can imagine that going from the crossing the Great Divide from actually from Port Bell to Stoke. And I said, Leave it. So and the kids were very he kept on to me, why don't you write that book? And I said I said, No, I've had my time. I said I'll leave it. But anyway, when this uh, arose that they were going to build a statue of me, which I was very honored, um, I thought, I said, well, how are they going to get £100,000 to build a statue? I thought, "Can I help them? I thought, oh, anyway, Simon very kindly could have just come in. He, says, he said, we'd be able to write this book. And uh, so I said, OK, well, I'll donate the, the money from the book to help the supporters to raise £100,000. I, mean, I, £100, I mean, the cost of living is at the moment. I mean, yeah. how are they going to make £100,000? I mean, the thing is that, so I mean, I thought, I'd, you know, I'd see whether I could try and help them. Uh, the kids were desperate for me to do it anyway, and I'd still got the 15 chapters which which, uh, which were lying there actually in the in the cupboard. So um, I sort of started doing that, and Simon's done a fantastic job for us in, with the book. I mean, I'm really elated with what he's what he's found out And there. How he's put all them words together, I'll never know, you know? <laughs> um, but... Uh, um, so that's really how it came about that I, that I went to the, write the book and it's to try and help the supporters to try and sort of thank them for, for getting, trying to raise £100,000 to have a statue which I'm greatly honoured to have it, uh, outside of uh, ground.
5: And, and from my point of view um, this came about through a stone connection as it happens um, so I was contacted by Terry Conroy whose book I had ghosted Um, I think, about six years ago. Uh, And he had been contacted by a gentleman called Dave Thorley, who's one of the Port Vale Supporters Club um, uh, committee members, and was intrinsically involved in the the fundraising for the statue. And Dave had read Terry's book, they knew each other, um, and was trying to persuade John to write his book. Um, And and, um, Lisa and Deb, John's daughters, were also... Kind of nudging you. I'm in mean, the more than nudging, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, I, and I was fortunate enough to be uh, to be approached, um, and they asked me up to, to have a chat, and they showed me the um, uh, chapters that Chris had written. It was very much in uh, draft form. Some of it was notes, um, but it was the in-depth knowledge of the Port Rail reports of the period that I could draw on because my deep knowledge is of Stoke City rather than Port Vale. Having said that, as a, a young lad, I did watch both clubs. My favourite player was Mark Chamberlain. I first saw him play for Port Vale yeah. <laughs> um, when John was the assistant manager and John McGrath um, was the coach. And obviously, when he moved to Stoke, suddenly he became my biggest ever hero. Um, so I had a knowledge, but without Chris's contribution, and of course, unfortunately, Chris is now no longer with us, so I couldn't continue to write the book. Um, So I was delighted um, to take it on and we spent um, a lot of Saturday mornings prior to games sitting in this very room uh, (laughs) talking about um, absolutely everything through John's career, through his playing career, through to um, management and obviously being a director of football at Stoke. I I think from my point of view, the um, enjoyment I found in this and, and what hopefully readers will find, uh, and obviously I'm encouraging everybody to buy it, um, readers will find is that it's absolutely hilarious. I was killing myself <laughs> for hours on end sitting in this very chair. It, it's There's so much that's funny uh, in there.
2: Like I say, it would have taken hours and hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, how long would you say it's taking you? Uh,
5: it was about seven, three to four hours-ish sessions of interviews. And then we had some tos and froes once I'd written chapters, and I came back up a couple of times to go through those, again, for two, three hours. So I'm probably talking 30-ish hours. And that's not that's just the interviews. <laughs> That's yeah. not the writing; the writing took considerably longer. If he knows any secrets now, John? No, 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 no. It's, uh, it's
4: been, uh, uh, no, it's, been um, it's been sort of very, a, a very sort of um, well, <laughs> knowledgeable experience, really. I mean, the thing is, the kids have helped as well. I mean, they've, they've, done, well, they've done well. but I mean, it, you know, I mean, it's been a pleasure, really, to to actually have uh, written it. I mean, I, I wasn't intended to do any, but I thought, with the circumstances, there were. And, um, you know, the outcome is fantastic, so, I mean, I'm really pleased.
3: Fantastic. I mean, um, Sam mentioned there about you start off with your playing career. I mean, so you had, like, a long career, 16 years, you know, as a centre forward, um, you left sort of Wolves, you dotted around Huddersfield, Carlisle, Torquay, Bristol Rovers, and then ended up at Bournemouth as well.
4: Yeah, I was very fortunate. I mean, when I was 15, I, I do say that, I mean, I left sleeping in Wolverhampton to go up to Huddersfield, and I said, I mean, uh, a little story. I don't want to get too tell too many stories regarding him, which was relieved in the book, but I go to Huddersfield at 15, and uh, who should be my uh, my digs that I go in but Dennis Law. You know, and the little story about that, I won't get too further in that, but, I mean, there is a good little story in that there. And um, so at 15... And I look at my grandson and I think, God, I said, well, 15, leaving Wolverhampton, going to the digs, and then sort of, and, and sort of, and then going on the train back to Wolverhampton I'm thinking, I went to have thought he'd be able to handle that, you know, but I was that desperate to want to be a footballer, that I mean, it was fine, then I went to Redfield, then I went off to Carlisle, uh, and um, then from Carlisle, we had a real good, decent spell, then I went down to Torquay, um, which we were there in the... Uh, they were in the third division then, and i um, <clears> had <throat> quite a good spell in Torquay, and then lo and behold, I uh, went to Bristol Rovers, and then from Bristol Rovers, then I went to Bournemouth, and uh, from Bournemouth, then sort of, I always had the problem that I was a little bit injury-prone. I mean, uh, as, as might be stating that, I mean, uh, um, I used to... Uh, I used to put a pull a muscle and put a my tracksuit on. <laughs> that's what that's what the uh, <laughs> that's what the newspaper guy put in the paper, which is you know which was, was very complimentary, but it was about true. <laughs> I, mean, cause, I mean, I mean, I I was very into it. It did actually. I mean, my legs weren't were the were the strongest and the biggest, you know, whatever, you know, and sort of, and I used to be but I used to be quick. And at that time, I mean, what I used to do anyway, Lou used to be the same, you know, like Lou McCarry. I've be talking about it because I used to get on quite well with Lou. And he used to say, "Well, about, he used to just run you around the track, you know? And like on a Friday morning, I can remember, he used to, he used to, have, he used to get spikes on on a Friday and sort of, and you'd be sprinting on Friday. Of course, well, I'm sprinting, of course, and I was reasonably quick. Glowing and God says I don't to pull another muscle. You know, so, you know, and that was a, the big trait in my football career is that I was very much injury prone. And that finished me off of when I was playing, is that because uh, when I was at um, Bournemouth, I'd just gone there, the third game I'd played, um, I thought, oh, damn, my, my Achilles tendon's so dodgy anyway. When I finished up, I'd got a big lump in my Achilles tendon. And so I went to see the specialists and then physiotherapy at that time wasn't the greatest. You know, and so I can remember going to see the physiotherapist about forty miles from, from Bournemouth and he started massaging my my uh, Achilles tendon because they got a bit of a lump in it and he said, I've got to try and break this down, you know, but he rubbed all the skin off my ankle. You know, so that was the kind of sort of uh, Physiotherapy, which is at that I mean, obviously now that that's interesting just to London and get it done straight away, you know, that, 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 is the, that was the difference. Um, so, I mean, uh, my football career then sort of uh, obviously uh, didn't sort of uh, evolve as best as I'd ever liked to have done. I mean, I oh, was still a good player, mine. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, you know, um, goals. yeah, yeah, yeah. You at
5: all, at
4: Old Trafford, um, oh, yeah, I've scored one or two, one or two memorable goals. I mean, we uh, that was at Bristol Rovers. We went to Old Trafford I scored there. We scored at home actually, and then we had to take them back up to Old Trafford. I scored again against uh, um, you know uh, Man United. So I mean, that was uh, that was good, and we had few promotions. Um, we got promoted in Bristol Rovers, which was obviously very good. So my football career was something which I was desperately wanted to do, but it fi- finished and finalised when I was about 32. So I went back from Bournemouth because the thing was then I was uh, trying to get fit on the Bournemouth Sands, you know, running like that. But I was out for 15 months and that wasn't uh, wasn't the best. So then really... Um, we left there, and I went then back to Torquay to uh, help, and I was assistant manager there in the Torquay for a while and sort of started my coaching career. I'd always uh, been very interested in coaching because when I was at Carlisle, when I was, a, was a 24, 25, I used to go to the Shaw, And I felt that the Shaw helped me a great deal because there... Used to, when we were there, there was about forty people. There was all the top-notch uh, managers and coaches there. Ferguson was there, and sort of all the one Donagh was there. You know, and I used to be sort of what you used to do then at Little Shore is that the likes of me, who was a player, would do we'd demonstrate with the with the pitch, and they'd take the session. You know, they'd say, well, "Look, we only used to do this," and sort of, and then we would do and get demonstrate on the pitch. Uh, but then what we do then at night time, we go in the pub. And I'm listening to, I'm still listening there. I'm, I'm sort of about 23, 24, 25. And I'm just sitting there listening to the likes of all those experienced things, thinking, oh, how are we going to manage to be able to um, back four now against, the, against these? And so, and I'm listening like this all the time, saying very little because of 24, 25, all these experienced managers and coaches. You know, and I thought that would get, maybe. But also what it did for me we made me in a situation where I knew a lot of the players, which is a good connection. So it's really like Fergie, who I was very lucky to have a sort of thing where he helped me a great deal. I could get on the phone to him, you know, and he always saw the illustrates. Oh, I can remember when I went back to a dinner once and he says uh, it was his 25th um, anniversary, of the, I think, of the club, and sort of he invited me and my wife to the, to the, actually the dinner. And there was all of his ex-players, all all sitting on the table, and then he was going, "Oh yes, yeah, the plane." Then he says, "Oh," he says, "There's that Rudge over there." He says, "Oh God, Smith, he says, "He's a nightmare." He says, "He rings me up." He says, "He says, Alex, I'm in. i mean, in a bit of trouble." He says, uh, "I've can you but can you help me with the right winger?" And so on. I said, "The only one thing, problem, Alex," I says, "is that." I haven't got any money. Yeah. <laughs> he says he was a nightmare. He says, <laughs> but obviously, and I'm very grateful and honoured for him to have actually, have actually helped forward the book, and sort of, and uh, so my relationship with Alex is. I mean, I've just sent him a copy now, so I hope he can read that, and <laughs> I hope he can, uh, and sort of, sort of illustrate how much I appreciated his help uh, when I was sort of at poor and getting cracking in there. And we, we had some fantastic times at Port Vale. I mean, obviously, I mean, we, uh, we won promotion four times. We did get relegated twice. You know, we had, we had some great, um, what I would call, sort of games against the top flight sort. I mean, you're talking, about, you're talking about Arsenal, you're talking about Tottenham, you're talking about Derby, you're talking about Everton. You know, we beat them. And so, I mean, you're looking, you think, God, oh, I'm looking at it now and I'm thinking, God I mean, that was fantastic. And the the supporters were absolutely fantastic to me. You know, I mean managers and I me. Mean, I mean, sometimes the supporters can get you the sack. There's no question about that. I mean you have a bit of a bad time and they're they're, they're going they're going ranting and raving at you, Roger, Roger, you don't know what the hell are you doing and, you know, things like that. <laughs> I mean that happens in, in football and sort of they can um, they can get you the sack, but I must say that the poor our supporters kept me in the job. I mean, the times when we got relegated, there was talk about, you know, and I can remember standing outside of the, uh, the Port Vale ground and sort of all of a sudden, we're talking about whether, you know what they're going to do with my contract. There about three or 400 supporters you know, going to get in on to Billy Bell to sort of make sure that, you know, they, I, I, know they get, I get another contract. So I must be very grateful for the supporters at Port Vale. And then you look at it and sort of, I used to go to the Stoke City games and sort of, and uh, I would be in a situation where, did you know where that sort of car park was? And there was a little bit of an alley in the old, the old ground. Yeah. He to, and he used to shout him, Roger, Roger, you've got no air, but we don't care. <laughs> you know, he used to give me a lot of sticks. quite nice. No, <laughs> That's quite nice. That that funny. Funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're very complimentary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, I was... Um, I, was, I used to go to the games, obviously, then, and there was quite a lot of them. I mean, at one time, poor Van Stoke were miles apart, mm-hmm. and there a situation where they used to allow us to, to have a pre-season game. This is very early days. And then you would get a, situ- a situation where uh, we got into a city where we were actually above them in the league, and then it changed they, they weren't interested in a the preseason they wouldn't let you have a, uh, any players off them you know and that that changed the whole sequence of it because we at one time we were the poor relations and then time we we're actually above them. so I mean the thing is that things change and that in there but I mean it's obviously but when I went back to stoke there were i must admit they were they were very good to me you know and so but i mean the, the times when um um, we were at Port Vale playing in local derbies. There were some great games then, you know, and I mean, and sort of, uh, um, I mean, Lou McCullough just lives a couple of, about 200 yards away down the road from me, and sort of we had, uh, although we were obviously desperate for our own sides to, to win, I mean, we always got on very well with Lou and sort of also one or two of the other managers, you know, but I mean, uh, as regarding the crowd, the supporters... Um, I had a fantastic time at uh, Paul Vale, but came the time when uh, uh, well, I'd got to move and leave from there. It was, um, I'd say, I'd, I'd sort of um, brought in a lot of money and that into the club, in the sense that we had uh, a case where I'd sold ten million pounds of the players you know, uh, and, and they cost us five million, so I mean, well, we, we, we'd make, you know, and you can imagine that at present day, I mean, that'd be a 100,000 now, wouldn't it? 100 million. Uh, 100, million, 100 million, 100 million, 100 million, yeah, I'm getting missing all the thousands of millions, <laughs> I mean, but I mean, you can imagine the difference now, the game has changed so much now, the I mean, honestly, it has changed so much, and so the. But um, now I've been very fortunate to have uh, gone from Port Vale, uh, having such a fantastic time there with the supporters there are, and then going to Stoke, thinking at uh, Peter Coates I'd spoken to and knew pretty well. Circumstances was there. I did have the opportunity to be the manager at Stoke. Um, and uh, finishing up going there as director of football. He had a great time. I had five different managers I worked with there. A good young Thordison who came and sort of there. And uh, and I thought, well, I don't know whether I'm going to believe him when he came. But I mean, no, good young, he says, no, oh, I don't know anything about English football. He says, you know, I want you to stay. I had a really good relationship with him for three years. Lo and behold, he went to the, <clears throat> he got to the playoffs the first year, the playoffs the second year. Third year, we won promotion and they sack him. Yeah, it was really. I don't know whether you boys were actually yeah. then, match matches, but I
2: remember it really well. well yeah.
4: Yeah, 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 I
2: mean. And obviously, how did that come about? Because very rarely does a manager get promotion and, and get the sack. I mean, Coach John couldn't have been best pleased, I imagine. I didn't. No,
4: no, he <laughs> took it very badly. <laughs> I can see the supporters actually outside the ground. We were outside the ground and we were there and sort of. Well, the problem was the Icelandic situation in Stoke, Stoke was uh, they were decent playful. They were wanting the club to do really well. I mean, I came here um, with the idea actually when Peter, saw, Peter Coates sold the club, the 365 situation hadn't actually evolved then, you know, and sort of, and then the, the club was at a, uh, then was at a position where the financial situation there wasn't the greatest. So the Icelanders came over, and they put their investment in the club, and then they brought the, the, their, own, their own manager here, who was the uh, Icelandic uh, manager. And I thought, I don't know where I was going to be, but anyway, Guðjón was very good to us. He, he was, uh, I got on very well with him. And um, but although the Icelandic board and that were fine, whatever they didn't his relationship with the chairman and that wasn't the greatest. I can imagine, and I'll say, he's in the book, and i those times when they, they, they did have that ups and downs and they had the arguments and whatever and things like that, and I was thinking, then, and uh, I used to say, yeah, you've got to be a little bit careful, but, you know, you, you know, they, you know otherwise, you know, they ain't going to give what we want. It was sometimes very difficult, because I was the director of football then, and sort of, he didn't know a great deal about English players, and so I used to be the one what was sort of... Um, going to games, watching matches, buying the players. And then sometimes what you had to do, which was difficult, there's used to ring and so obviously you've got to get clearance from your board to sort of say, look, we've got this player I want we want to sign us. If it's going to cost us this amount of money. Sometimes I used to ring up and sort of trying to get a hold of uh, the the board, Alex, the chairman, uh, to, to, to be actually kind of confirm the deal it was difficult. I can remember one deadline day, I rang up and sort of I rang up and said, oh, you know, where is he? And he says, oh, he says, he's gone fishing. <laughs> this, this is, is, is deadline day. I says, hold on a bit. I said, we, we won't desperately want this centre forward. Okay, that, that. So it was difficult. They were, you know, they were decent people, the Icelandic people. But, I mean, obviously then you'd got the sort of, sometimes you had the sort of, the old board and the Icelandic board. They were maybe sort of not always on the same... Wavelength mm-hmm. and sort of, and so, so there was the restrictions there sometimes, whatever. But I mean, overall, I was fine. But then, then they, um, they decided, then, sort of, the managers we had in there had five, and then it got to a situation where we had uh, where they sacked Tony Pulis and sort of decided then, sort of, ton of that Tony left and then. And who should we bring in but Mr. Boskamp? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. which is obviously regarding my stock days it's uh, actually a story and a half and it, it's all illustrated in the book but I mean the thing goes whether I was right or whether I was wrong in this situation we would, we'd gone and I he didn't know nothing about English football so I was doing the same situation as I was doing before buying the players he was and he said to me right well, you get I says look, I'll get the English players, you get the your foreign players, who you know, and whatever. And sort of, so that's, uh, that's how, it, how it sort of evolved. And sort of, we were getting on fire. And in fact, I even went over to, uh, um, to his wife's family who had just passed away from, uh, with him. And so I, 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 my sort of relationship with him was, was fine. But that day when we went to Coventry and we were, we hadn't won for seven games. And uh, we were winning 2-1, and um, their right, right-sided right player was causing us all sorts of trouble down the right-hand side, and our LF midfield player was far too far in, in, in the middle of the park, and he wasn't helping the full-back at all, you know, to try and stop him from there. So I, instead of like... 20 minutes to go. We're winning 2-1. we went won one for seven games. I was desperate for us to win. I went from the from the the stand, and I was sitting there with Peter Coates and all the other directors I used to go with, and sort of, and I goes down to the to the to the touch line, and and Yandy um, Cowling who was a friend and whatever who I'd known from Paul, but he was the assistant. Uh, he was in the dugout, but yeah, you Boss know, Camp was actually on the touch line. And I said to him, I said, Jan, tell uh, Boskamp, I said, tell him, we've got to get our midfield player to stop this lad, you know, instructing him to stop him getting down down the right-hand side. Of course, Jan didn't speak to Boskamp. He went and sort of told the the player himself. Mm -hmm. So you got in the neck for Jan not doing this job other than you um, think. Jan went and told the player, get yourself over there like you know. Of course, the goalkeeper, if preserving the sitting on the bench, told Boscamp. Eddie Hoy level. Supports. Rudgie's just been down there, he says he's been telling us to get so Boscamp and Berserk I mean um Apparently there was a, 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 a there was an incident happened over where he, in Belgium where it was, he was a, a similar situation. I mean, and sort of as, as soon as the game had finished, and meant in, he was he was scoring, and I, don't know, I said, And the next morning, I went into to see him in the office. And I said, "Look, I'm sorry." I said, "All I was trying to do is to try and help you." I said, "If you thought that I was trying to be, override you and whatever," I said, "It wasn't the case." I said, "But you know." I asked Yanni whether or not he would just tell you, whatever, and I said he he just instructed the player. He wouldn't have it. He would not have it. You know, he would not have it. So I finished up on garden leave. I honestly believe that he'd had enough. He wanted to really turn in. He used to say, it's either Rudge and (laughs) out or, or I go, you know, and sort of, and then the Icelandic today, it'll blow, blow over. It'll blow over. It didn't blow over. It was three months, and it was still going over. <laughs> so I finished up that I I have to go on um, um, gardening leave, which is something which i would never, never, ever heard of. I mean, I, 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 yeah. um, so um, for two or three months, I think that I was on there, but then. All of a sudden, I do believe that he tried to, inst- to keep it going because I think that he he really didn't really want to be here he found it quite difficult to actually be, not knowing a lot of the English players and also the English football, he found it quite difficult So you you know I mean he had he had success as a, as a manager before um but I think that he wanted to get back up uh, back home um, so in the end then what happened then was that um they decided that um you know Peter Coach was going to take over the club again the three six five has obviously done brilliantly well, I mean that's absolutely i mean four sort of marks to, to the the coach family they've done absolutely brilliant, and also I think they've done fantastic for the for the supporters of Stoke as well you know yeah. not only that they've got the the prices as as they are there they make give them a chance to uh, um, to get on the bus and sort of the, the free, free to go there. You know, I mean, uh, and for Peter Coates to actually take that on after what he did before from there was some achievement because the thing is that he, he wasn't the most popular person at that time. He there I'm was sure. in yeah. the fans, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And yeah. going
2: on the stands. as oh. his kid, though, I was quite young, though I was like,
4: this is scary. It scared me, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that was we, I, I board think board. we'd lost, lost 7-1, wouldn't we? would lost 7 one would not 7 one And that's it. I mean, uh, Peter got his heart and soul in the club. Now, if something like that, I mean, to, to actually come back and buy the club again,
0: yeah.
4: uh, even though he knew full well that he may be in front I mean, there, there was obviously a lot, a lot of sort of uh, support, but it was desperate enough for him to, to get there. But... He's obviously he had he had the club at heart. He had the the, the sort of Stoke uh, population at heart, the supporters at heart, and sort of came back to to the club and has obviously been a tremendous success.
5: Just going back to Boskamp, in terms of what the the amazing stories in the chat. There's a whole chapter about Johan Boskamp and that season. Um, the, The thing, one of the things that sticks in my mind, John, is the difference with him being let's call it a continental manager approach versus yours or a more traditional British manager's approach in terms of, for example, turning up for training?
4: Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the one morning I used to see him, and I used to go in there, and he, was in, in the, he used to always like a cup of tea in the morning, whatever, and he used to be sitting in the in sort of, the sort of uh, corridor, really. was the corridor, and he used to be sitting in there and drinking there and sort of drop off to sleep. Yeah, and um, but he um, uh, was—I mean, I got him fixed up with one of my my, my friends' uh, um, um, properties, which he had, and sort of, and sort of, it was a strange situation, really, with him. But I mean, the thing is that. but he, he wouldn't let it go. I mean, they, they kept on all the time. Every, I mean, the thing is, the articles yeah, and that's in the Sentinel there was incredible, really. And sort of, and, and I was in this garden there for two or three months. I was still going to the games. You know, I was still. So, I was going. I was sitting with the with the Peter Coates and the all the, the directors and whatever. I was still going to the games and whatever. But it was um, it was difficult, and I didn't know where, in eventually what was going to happen because obviously, I mean, obviously going to. Yeah, if he hadn't have left, I'd probably got the sack and left then. But I mean, obviously, Peter took over again, and then uh, straight away sort of um, brought me back straight to the club, which I was very grateful for. And then sort of, and then, we him, and then we brought Tony Pulis back. Tony was, I used to play with Tony at Bristol Rovers. You know, I, mean, I can remember, this. there's a little incident in the book where we've actually were, he was a little bit younger than me. He's apprentice, an and sort of, and we they play in a practice game, and sort of, and he was he was playing. Uh, I was playing up front. He was and Tony was pretty good at kicking people. <laughs> uh, now he's a tough little little bugger, you know. And, uh, and sort of, and, uh, so I mean, um, that's illustrated that a little bit in the book, but I mean, and uh, uh, Tony has had great success, and sort of as a as a. a as a manager before and sort of, and then coming um, to Stoke. Well,
5: of course, there's an amazing story about how Tony got the job in the first place because it shouldn't have been him.
4: And we did have a, another lad from Ipswich who came as going to be the manager
5: George Baird.
4: George, George, George oh, Burley. And, and is the, is the, asked, is he in uh, the, the,
2: stadium, the stadium Is he was walking into the ground. And then obviously you would think oh
4: it's so good so good yeah and, yeah well, it, it was well, you know, I would I I to George. We sent him the England and he came up to the uh to, to the ground. We we had a game. I don't know who we were playing that day. We played we played a Chris. game but, and he was sitting what in room, the stand.
5: Up again. That's in the book. I, yeah. I think it's what yeah.
4: he, he was sitting in the stand and uh, we lost the match as it happened. And I'm t- I, then I takes him back to the hotel in the room in at, at up the up t- the town Stoke, and um we sit sitting there I'm a bit of a drink. Up, the, the telephone's ringing all the time. And you and oh, go, Excuse me, I'm just going off here. So he goes off. About half past, quarter past, half past 12, I'm there with him. And sort of, and then anyway, I said, oh, I'll see you in the morning. And then, because he's having the, the press uh, interview on the morning to, to be the manager and whatever, Ryan be didn't turn up.
2: So he didn't even tell
4: you that he was not going No, to the he job never out. told me. No, he never told me. I was, I, you know, which is, a, you know, he never, ta- never told me at all. I, I taken him back to the hotel because I mean, I was, I, I brought him up there, took him back from the ground, took him to the hotel. He'd been very successful at hypnotherapist. You know, yeah, 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 got into yeah, Europe and yeah. everything. Very successful in But I think that when I was in the hotel with him, the phone and, and he put it down and all of a sudden he rang again. And uh, and I I think that he did go and get a job within the f- next few months. Actually, you know, because I think that what was happening was the people who were ringing him and, saying, you know, I don't know whether it's the right job for you and all this game and that. But anyway, so he didn't he didn't take it. And uh, I can remember uh, Peter Coates, uh, we we were there, and he said, uh, well, he says, about um, we would obviously I knew Tony. He knew Tony he wanted Tony as well, he says it. Hey, if I say, um, I'd like to have Tony Pulis to the uh, Icelandic chairman, he says, they'll go against it. But he says, uh, you speak to him and sort of say to him, you yeah, know, I think that, you know, what we got, I said to, to him, <laughs> to the chairman, the Icelandic chairman, I said, uh, yeah, I said, well, you well, said, oh, said, what are we going to do now? I said, well, we've been to you, then we've interviewed Tony Pulis. I said, we're going to get Tony Pulis okay, then, well, that's all that was it. <laughs> what was Pulis' um, yeah. was, was interview style? How, how, did
2: he... Tony, did
4: I got these Tony... These days it would have been a presentation and all that. No, no, I got Tony, I got Tony interviewed at the time before. He didn't get the job the first time. And then sort of... Because uh, obviously I knew Tony, I played with Tony and whatever, and sort of... And Peter Coach wanted Tony as well. Mm-hmm. So it was a it was a combined uh, situation we, we, were, we were talking about, Tony. Um... He um had, he I mean he'd been a manager, he'd involved, well, you know, I mean, he was he was uh, he, he was a, a not a, a quality player, I would say. You know, he was he, he had a good career his playing. Um and sort of um it was um good to get him in, in, here, you know, and sort of um so um I was uh it was a big factor, really, for, for me to, to to stop that long to be there. We've been telling for such a long time, uh, and uh, no, it was really good times. We got the um, um, when he left, and then Boscombe came, and then we had then, and then when we we got him back again, with the time where Peter brought him back, when he actually brought the club back again, and then obviously the situation regarding the club then obviously altered because Peter's business with the 365 had grown massively. Yeah. We were in a position where financially we were in a much better position to be able to go and buy players and whatever. We finished up with a lot more staff. We must have had about five or six different people as they went so with Tony. Um, so it um It grew. And we managed to get the success which everybody wanted, which to get into the, to the Premier League, and that was uh, that was a really uh, great great achievement, um, to go and get uh, um, promoted into the Premier League. I remember the the last match, and it was great to just be walking around the pitch there. We know think that we're going to be in the Premier League, and we had some great times because we don't forget we also went into the FA Cup final. Uh, unfortunately, we had a couple of injuries that day. We were a bit sort of (laughs) shorter players on that day. But, I mean, we were like Tony would always do. I mean, he'd rather have four centre hours playing at the back four than, you know, (laughs) that that was the thing. And a lot of the supporters didn't sort of uh, actually uh, weren't happy in the the way that he liked to play. It worked. It worked. He liked to be uh, solid and strong. And I can remember, um, even my my day, I used to say to the players and sort of, uh, besides, if you get 20 clean sheets in a game, you get promotion. Mm-hmm. And sort of, and that was a theory. And then Tony like to have four big, strong central arms across the back four, more than sort of a flame. And the game difference, it changed so much now, you know, regarding sort of... Uh, the way they play I and mean, things like that. Everybody's playing with three at the back now, and sort of, and, and, and sort of. But I mean, how Tony played. He, he knew what he wanted. He wanted to be strong and 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 stable. Uh, Drinking many goals away, whatever. People would say it wasn't the most attractive player they were playing, but everybody was equal. and He was productive. Got his promotion into the Premier League, which is obviously everybody was so uh, overjoyed at. Um. And so it was a great success. And sort of, um, we had a lot of staff then. And sort of, and I got to a situation with me is that from being, uh, when I initially came and I was more or less uh, doing all the transfers and doing all of them things like that, things started to decline a little bit. I was getting about, oh, I was getting too, well. when I left, I think that. Um, it was disappointing for me, there's no question about that. I was disappointed I was sixty-eight mind. You know, God's always getting on a bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: um and uh and sort of the uh, um, <clears throat> I had the message to sort of say that uh, that, that my contract was going to be up at, at the end of the season and that it um um that uh, it, I wasn't you know that I wouldn't it wouldn't be uh, renewed. So I went up to see Peter Coates, actually, and I said to him, I said, oh, Peter, I "Um, said, I've been told that, you know, that um, I believe, And at the end of the season, he says, yeah, "Um, "Yeah, I think we're going to have to make one or two changes. I think it's getting, um, you know, as if there's a lot of old people about in here. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, that was disappointing for me to leave it there. But, I mean, um, I'd had sort of, 14 years. People said to me, yeah, I said, I've stopped 14 years. 14 years? Never had stopped 14 years. <laughs> I said, yeah, I was. I said, 14 years from 2000 to uh, 2014. So, it's
2: because we had so many good times though, John. I think we mean, we saw a lot in, in that 14 years, we had a lot of well, good
3: times. Two, and two promotions. Yeah. windscreen, yeah. yeah. Auto-win screens. The Auto-win sure. so yeah. I've always said to you, and to
2: this day, yeah. I remember as, as a kid, being on the steps as they're going up for the trophy, Peter Thorne's at the side, yeah. get me scarf as get put it mm-hmm. around his neck because I'm be sure it was like, yeah, and then the next day as, as a child, got Cav and Thorne standing there with a trophy with my scarf around and then <laughs> the the next day. Scarf. Gone, yeah. <laughs> know, so it was just, it was incredible. But, like, like I say, that like, 14 years, yeah, it's a long time. But for what we achieved, probably one of the most successful 14-year periods of it
3: history potentially, yeah. and it wasn't just as if it was went bang bang, it was done over time. Once it? it was promotion, stabilize, okay. promotion, stabilize. <clears throat> like I say, FA Cup final, knockout stages of European football. You think where, where well, you were when you came in? And where it was, you he, I
4: mean, he, although I was at not poor 19, 19 at 14 years out of Stoke, I mean, I was apprehensive to sort of see how the Stoke supporters would, have, would sort of take to me. But I must admit, they were brilliant. You know, I mean, uh, they—they—I they, was never an incident where we had a problem. You know, I mean, they weren't saying, "Rudy, Rudy, you've got no air." We don't care. <laughs> 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 they at least forgot about that and sort of when "We were having," uh, uh, so I mean, I was very fortunate. They were very good to me, and so sort of, and so uh, And I—I um, mean, I—I uh, <clears throat> was very fortunate to have 19 years at Port Bow, 14 years at Stoke. I mean, it's. Uh, <clears throat> Um, it's quite a while. I mean, you, you know, people say to me that uh, when I first came in and visited um, Stoke I, um, from Torquay, I came up and I sort of, uh, I came up and sort of, uh, I, I brought my wife and, uh, with me and came to and you know, and so I dropped off. I said, look, I said, look, they tell me you go down to that road down there. I said, you can get to Hamlet. I says so, so we go down there. That's to the shops, and I says I've got to take the train in now. I says then come. I says I'll come back here about half past three. Don't So um, I goes and takes the train and whatever, and then it comes back and then um, I says come back in the taxi and whatever, and i from there. She comes out and she says, says to me, she says, "What the hell have you brought me to?"
5: I <laughs> 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 see so,
4: you see, the problem was, you see, don't forget, we just come from Torquay, we'd been to Bournemouth, we'd been to Bristol, and then we come to Burslem.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so I mean, um, <clears throat> it was just a little bit of a contrast. Yeah, yeah. oh, what was the we'd, sun, the sea, and the sand? We've well, got a beach hut at Torquay. You know what to mean? That means we down yeah, um, you know, in Bournemouth. We used to be always paddling in the water, and then um, Bristol's a nice city as well. You know so. But coming to coming to Burslem, I must admit, the population and the people in Stoke and Trent, Birmingham are fantastic. You won't get a situation much better than having the the uh, <coughs> these, the the people living in this area in comparison to down the south. You know, they're much more friendly. They're more friendly than they they they, they sort of. They're more genuine, I think, and then, then, then. Not saying that Stoke Southern people are really different, but that there is a difference. There's no question about that. They're all down to earth, you know. And, and, and sort of, I must say that the reception I got when I came up to to Stoke, although the message was a bit, 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 bit <laughs> <laughs> comparison to what you were uh, sort of sitting on the beach at uh, Bournemouth and 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 uh, and, <clears throat> and Torquay. Um, we said we used to have our beach down there it was brilliant. You used to be having a dinner on the Sunday there. There the kids were flying on onto the beach and whatever. And then we come and and then sort of and then we come and we uh we come to Birmingham. Quite a little bit of a difference, but fantastic. <laughs> and it was it was um, another sort of avenue in my career, which should have and that I've been I've been as I have been here nearly what forty years, forty over forty years and sort of and um I've had probably a few opportunities to leave, but um I've always been very happy here, you know and sort of and sort of and uh, we were fortunate to 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 get um, in, <coughs> to get a house in Trenton, which we wanted we, had, we got the kids living behind us which is uh, which is fantastic. We were very fortunate to have had two our two girls living have been behind us and got married, and they got four we've got four grandchildren. That's the most important thing for us, really, is our family. I mean, they're, um, you know, and sort of, and they're they're that close to us. They they help help me regarding the book. As Simon will tell you, they 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 are the ones yeah, that, um, much. you know, and sort of, I'm so lucky and fortunate to have, have them, and obviously my wife. You know, she's uh, I couldn't have. Um, um, picked anyone any better than than Dell? I mean, I've been the luckiest man in the world, really, because I mean, I'm useless. I do nothing. I can't do nothing. <laughs> I mean, talking she about Well, Jim, I've met a good couple of teams. <laughs> tea. <laughs> and signing
5: players.
4: Well, yeah, I mean, I was very fortunate in players, as I said. The amount of amount of money which uh, we made at Poor Vale, selling them for ten million, as I said before. We said before, how much of that be now? And sort of, uh, that was um, a big factor. And also, the local derbies we had against Stoke, the great things, the cup ties we had against Stoke. So I've been very lucky in my career to have had sort of, sort of so fantastic events and and to be still going now <laughs> at my age. I mean, normally, I mean, um, you know, you, you, the finishing you've had enough, but I've been very lucky I've got a situation with... Uh, Carol and Kevin, who were exceptional um, um, owners of the club. In no comparison to when, when I was there with Billy Bell, I can, <laughs> I can imagine, I've told <laughs> you, <laughs> whole, you know, about, We got a, little, we got, we got, we got a bit of a chapter about Bell. I mean, uh, you know, and sort of things are there, But, I mean, he, he had to, we have both had to tolerate that situation for so many years. We, we had great success. You know, we had great success there. Not only did we only sort of buy and sell players well and get, making a fair bit of money, which he then was able then to sort of generate a bit that money <laughs> instead of me getting it to, to buy the players into the ground. It's improved the ground immensely because, I mean, Porvo's ground wasn't the greatest. And now I think now it's one of the better clubs in the, in the lower division. I'm not saying it's, uh, as, you know, like Stokes is, uh, but it, it, it is uh, made massive improvements, and sort of, and that was the, the reason of that, is having the finances and there. I mean, the, the difference was, is that at one time I was wanting to buy uh, Beckford from, from Man City, and he uh, was £15,000. The supporters had, had to uh, put money in the bucket to, to be able to buy him. And then we got 7,500 off the of the supporters who had the bookie collection all the way around the stand. The people from the poor well will will remember that. And then, sort of, the director said, "Well, we've got we've got seven and a half thousand in the kit. You can have. that's our, our book." And and he was a for tremendous success. We sold him for a million. So I mean, that was the that was the time for things that I was I was very fortunate to be able to do. But you know, at that time. I was here, there, and everywhere, you know, I mean, and um, I was out two, three, four times a, a week in there, I mean, I must admit, I mean, Dell brought the kids up, I mean, I was, I was, I was there and everywhere all the time, looking for players, football has changed so much now, you know, the, not only the, uh, the way the structure is, you've got the computers. They've got your business. This, you know, the podcast, whatever. what are them, they never read of the damn podcast. <laughs> you know, and you got them. Um, you'd, you'd got to go and sort of. Uh, I used to watch see my see Lou McCartney. me and him, be there and everywhere. You know, I mean, it's sort of, uh, it has changed so much now. It's all on the computer, mm-hmm. and there's a story in there about. I won't you too much away because there's a story in there which ever illustrates you look at the computer and you see the player on there and he's, he's, going, he's going he knocks boom, back in the back of the net boom, back in the back of the net he doesn't show you all the, all the bad things he does mm. you know and sort of and a lot of people now instead of going i mean i very uh, rarely there's a lot of difference i used to be there with all the managers and other people going to matches all the time to watch the players they're watching them on the on the computer now, you know, and then they're, they're looking at them, and I'm not saying there's some fantastic things you can you can you can pick up on the on the computer, <laughs> but actually going and seeing somebody actually in the flesh and sort of seeing what they do and what they're doing and what they aren't doing was something which I always wanted to do myself, and very rarely did I sign a player or I hadn't seen.
5: Yeah. There's a really interesting story about the signing of John Walters, actually, isn't there? That there was there was discussion amongst. Staff <clears throat> as to whether to sign him. We about <laughs> Wait
4: till yeah. on the end. <laughs> it worked out, yeah. Yeah, we did. I mean, he was an funny. It was Ipswich, and he was. one time mean, the best of times down there, and sort of. Oh, I, well, I went to watch him, and and, and uh, two or three of us went to watch him, and sort of. And then but, but Tony wanted him. Tony wanted him, and that was that was the thing. And the, and sort of, uh, but. Uh, um, you can see a lot of good things on the computer and uh, and sort of seeing games and things like that and and also. But I used to always I used to say to him when when especially when three six five and, and Peter's sort of business started going the, the computer thing were, came in more into play. That would be bad for television screens. in there I'm used to say, well, let's have a look at who's the best players over in um, in France. You know, a strike, We want a striker. And you look at him, and then you go through the fingers, and then and you look, and you said, "Now, nah, Tony wouldn't like him. He's, he's too small. Yeah, big enough." You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And down sorry, you go looking there, and looking. Hey, have a look. He scored twenty goals last year. He's got seven, eight, nine this year. He's going, he's going to be on the list or whatever. And then looked at him, and said, nah, he, "He looks a good player. And you watch him on the screen and on said nights." They "I said that's fine." And I said, "Right now, now go and watch him." And that's what I used to always think was the best way to look at it. You can find the, on the computer, the modern game now, it does make it a lot easier. You can sort of look and, you know, instead of me going here, there and everywhere every day of the night of the week, you can sort and figure it out, but then I always think it's better to go and see the actual product actually going to see them.
5: And so, what I learned is that Mrs. Rudge has had a lot of holidays which weren't holidays. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Mikhail
4: Hansen was yeah. signed by oh, you were oh on, Michael, yeah. on holiday, <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. That's, that's right, yeah. I, mean, I, I said to her, I said, I said Look, come on, I want you to come with me. And so sort we of finished up. We went to watch watch him, and sort of play. played. But um, now I've I've been very fortunate to, to for, for my wife, you know, because she's tolerated me because I'm useless <laughs> at everything else. honestly I mean, I can't boil an egg. <laughs> I
3: know um, there's a quote in there attributed to Alex Ferguson, which says, "No matter what game he was at, he knew he could look down the line <laughs> and he'd see a flat car. Yeah. <laughs> he knew that you, every, you were, everywhere you were everywhere you everywhere he went." You be there as well, the players.
4: That's that's right. I mean, that's what I used to meet Alex on a regular basis, and whatever I would even seen him up in, in Sweden. That was there, uh, and that that's how uh, I was in in them days. And sort of, uh, it's all it's changed so much now. The financial situation changed. The players, I miss the thing. I mean, I started at at, at uh, Huddersfield Town on seven pound a week, um, on the uh, you know as a as a ground staff boy. And then, sort of, when, when all I was at, you know, I'm playing in the in the, in the championship at at uh, Bristol as we was probably 35 pound a week with, with, you know, you look at them now, and they're going to Saudi Arabia, and they're going about they're going to about 20 million. <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah. <You laughs> the wrong time. I think, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> but,
4: yeah, I mean, it's um, it's incredible how the game has changed. Would you say that's the biggest change in it, the final? Well, because one of the questions that
2: we had in was. What's the biggest change that you've seen in football over time? Is it the technology? Is it the financial uh, disparity between clubs? What would you kind of
4: say is the, the biggest? Well, change? well, the financial situation has always been the problem, and it for the clubs who are struggling a little bit in the lower divisions, and I mean, but now the amount of and the other thing I would say is that we are very fortunate at Stoke and Trent to have English owners. Mm. I mean, you've got a situation with us. We've got Carol and Kevin, who are fantastic owners. Uh, there's no question about that at all. You know, they've got the club at heart. And they've got them really, they do really well. I go with Kevin every day, every game. But like I played yesterday, we went with the game. To um, Cambridge in the in the car and coming back with him. Um At Stoke, they're very fortunate. They've got the coach, his family, which you know, um, I think that they. Try to keep yourself a little bit undercover in the, because of the situation regarding. Uh...
0: Picture the scene: all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. at participating restaurants. 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
1: The Talksport fan network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year. let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
4: 365 and the betting thing and things like that, but I must you, you must agree that they've done absolutely fantastic for stocks. Oh, yeah, yeah you know I mean the thing is they really, after the time he had And I mean a lot of people wouldn't have bothered him Peter you know somebody in Peter's position again wouldn't have. Well, they're going because, I mean, the, the, the supporters didn't, didn't sort of take a lot to him at that time.
2: Right. Well, if you think about, like, like, West Brom at the minute, they're in serious financial trouble. Yeah. Um, Sunderland are. And, you know, you hear sometimes Stoke fans giving the hopes on the stick. Oh, they should have sat this person earlier or, or whatever it is. But I, th- I don't think people actually appreciate how lucky we are in the sense that the Stoke fans, for a start... Or so it's not about the money. I mean, they've written off what was it, 180 million of debt. <laughs> a lot of money. People just think, oh, they just see all these big numbers in the, in the press. Oh, it doesn't matter. For 180
5: pounds, 180 <laughs> million is somebody else's money. Uh, I, think, I think one of the things about that is that that's only since 2006. Yeah. When they came yeah. back. Before that, actually, the club was in pretty dire finances. Mm-hmm. And what state fans will learn from the book is that it's John's horse trading that actually kept the club afloat at times. So, do you want to just talk about Ben Foster? That's
4: well, that's Ben Foster was uh, incredible, really, in the sense that, I mean, uh, <clears throat> uh, Colin Dobson was a big friend of mine. He, I brought him back. Uh, he he helped me at Paul Vale, but then I brought him to Stoke to help us regard and recruit players. And he came to me and said to me, um, I'll be telling him all these stories in the above, and, 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 <laughs> this, is a, this is a fantastic story, to be honest. And so he's in the book, and hopefully the... Um, the ones who buy it and read it will sort, of, sort of appreciate what it is um he came to me uh, he says we oh, said I've send this goalkeeper and down asked oh, I said we'll go and watch him so, so we went and watched him again did did well did well so on spoke to the uh, uh, the people at the non league and I says oh, and I said well oh, about oh, the goalkeeper says uh, uh what about um we'd like to buy him I don't know I made agreement, and it was going to cost us fifteen thousand. So, fine. He comes and He's only eighteen, probably. He's, he's a real good. Ben's a you know real good lad, or whatever. And there, but we'd already got two goalkeepers as well. So, he's third choice. Mm-hmm. So he, he got a couple of times on loan from. Then all of a sudden, he, uh, <coughs> uh, Dennis Smith. He was at, he was at, um, uh,
1: Sorry. Sorry. Wrexham at yeah. the
4: time. He comes to the and Roger, he says, I'm struggling for a goal." He says, uh, uh, we, we're having a bit of trouble. They were quite close to the bottom of the league, you know, and sort of, and he said, oh, I've got a goalkeeper. I said, well, well, I says, I'll tell you what. I said, we've got a goalkeeper called Ben Foster. I said, who's, uh, you know, a young lad. I said, you know, he's a good he in. Oh, he says, no. Nah. He says, uh, I need somebody to be a bit more experienced. I says, we've been in trouble. He says, we, you know, we need somebody who's going to be a... I said, I'll tell you what. I said, well, um, let him come and train with you. So he went to there Next thing I do, it it's, it's, uh, brings me in. He says, uh, no, he says he's doing brilliant. So I, he, I says, well, he says, no, I'd love, I'd love to sign him. Of course, at that time, Alex Ferguson's son's playing at Wrexham. Alex Ferguson goes to watches a match and sees Ben Foster play. Of course, the next thing got him. Before uh, for, uh, <coughs> Alex rings me, up. I'll get one of, their, one of their scouts rings me up Roger, who's this lad you've got to go to Wrexham? I said, well, He said, Ferguson's giving us all sorts of trouble. He says, He's telling us we're going to get the sack. He said, Because we ain't told him about this goal, he was flying at Wrexham. <laughs> and so um, he said, uh, Yeah, he says, um, uh, who is it? Oh, so I says, oh, he says, oh, he's one of our players. He says, oh no, he says, Alex Ferguson says that he says he, he went to the game watching his son saw this goalkeeper wants to buy him. Next thing is uh, Alex is on the phone and he, Roger, what um, this goalie you've left at Wrexham? I says, oh yeah, Alex is uh, a real good lad. You know, says he's he much of an opportunity at the moment just because he's uh, we've got two the experienced goalkeepers. I said, Oh, yeah, she says, oh, um, I'd like to have a chat with you. So. He says, come up and see me. <laughs> so Alex is always there at 8 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to arrive to the training ground at 8 o'clock. Alex is sitting there, and we're just talking and to very I said, yeah, I says, Alex, I said, he's, he's a really outstanding lad. And sort of enjoys, she says, yeah. He says, I'd like to buy him. I said, yeah. I said, yeah. I said, yeah. Alex, I says, it will have to be a million pounds. He says a million pounds. Are you joking, Richard? He says he's not even played in your first team yet. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, but Alex, I'm telling you now. I says he'll you know, he'll be um, yeah will be a great player. Yeah. You know? oh, so I don't know anyway. So I encourage him to buy him. He buys him. He did play in uh, Wembley for them in the final, or whatever, yeah. and he played quite a few games for them, but he was a little, probably, I think, a little bit too sort of young to be able to overcome the situation. Can you imagine going and playing Manchester United at 18, 19 years old? From racing called Warwick, to Man United. I'd had him out on loan a couple of times, in non-league side, yeah. and, and then he goes to Manchester United. Yeah. Um, but... Um, he then sort of um, really developed, actually, I think Alex sold it to West Brom, the first one, I think yeah. he sold it to West Brom, I think he did then. Then, But uh, he finished... So, it, for four
5: million quid, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he paid three million
4: on it. <laughs> he paid three million on it, <laughs> 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 because I, 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 I mean, I've just, I've got to Russell and so and he says, uh, I'm going to... I was very lucky to have, you know, have a good relationship with Alex and he texts me and says, yeah, you did me there, but didn't you? <laughs> and, and, and sort of... Um, um, but to, to Ben had a tremendous career. He went on and sort of played West Brom, then he went down and went to Watford and played him in all the games and sort of... Uh, and he's even gone back down to play at Wrexham again. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah. and, and but I think that he's retired now, I think. So and, yeah, he's, just and, a he's just retired kind of, now. Just his retirement, but I mean, that... That showed, you know, what, um, uh, Colin Dobson was the one who saw him. I went and watched him again and sort of we did did then. Those are the things that you did, and you got a lot of, a lot of sort of, um, a lot of enjoyment of sort of something coming off like that. You know, you're going to get him, somebody paying 15,000 for them and sort of you sell them for a million pounds. And that was the, the money then, but it was actually where well, the boss camp was here. And we went and bought the lad from, from what he wanted, <laughs> For, uh, and and, Bangor, eh, eh, and Sally Van Gora. We're still looking for him. And so then, <laughs> hey, he's, still, he's, still, he's still somewhere about. <laughs> well, you see, well, that money which we uh, being achieved from there were enabled us to go and buy. Because we were talking about, I was buying the, the English players, he was looking at sort of, and Sammy Van Gora was one he wanted. I then sort of had to go across to Europe to negotiate the deal, they wanted 1.2 million for him. I finished up getting it for about 900, 950,000. You know, telling them, I can't, you know. One thing I used to be, is the thing was, was is because I used to be my mother at the, um, uh, at the market, um, <clears throat> I used to think that I used to be able to negotiate <laughs>
5: quite, a, quite a,
4: a little bit of a decent deal with, with people, you know? And sort of, and uh, I used to, uh, they said, we want 1.2, we need, we want 1.2 million. I said, oh, no, 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 I can't, we, we can't afford that. We'd got a, we'd got a million pound for, for, what's the name, <laughs> so I was able to then to sort of say, well, because there's no way we'd, we'd have bought him if we hadn't have sold um, Ben Foster. So um, that worked out okay. He started off brilliantly. Yeah. Yeah. You see, I think he'd scored seven, eight goals in the first 11, yeah. 12 games. Yeah, they're always raving about him. Everyone every was saying, go what's the and cross-campus you know, saying, oh, this is the man, he'll do this and he'll do that, whatever. <laughs> they and all of a sudden, he, 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 he goes, he goes uh, hey, well, we don't see him yet. <laughs> you know?
5: Well,
2: I think, as obviously, Sandman was saying earlier on about... Um, you drove past his house a number of times, and the lights were on, and yeah. um, he just clearly wasn't turning up. He wasn't interested.
4: I mean, strange situation, <laughs> absolutely strange situation for them, because he, he was international. He went over to the international, and then he, he, he was due back. He didn't he didn't come back, and then sort of we go, we, go, we go where is it? You know what I mean? We're chasing him, or whatever, and he comes in, and he actually brought somebody else with him, and on the on the on the flight. And sort of, an, uh, I, I don't know exactly who it was. The story, but, you know, but unfortunately, after such a bright start, you know, he scored uh, seven, eight, nine goals within sort of a short period of time, um he finished up a bit of a disaster. Because mm-hmm. then, obviously, he lost. T- he Tony had him. I didn't fancy his. You know, Jim I don't think
3: Tony's one to. Um, Even now, to, Tony no.
4: wouldn't stand for him. I mean, Tony used to be, you know, he, he wouldn't stand for any of that, Tony.
5: You know? there, there is one player he stood for, and
4: that's Ricardo. <laughs> oh, Ricardo.
5: <laughs> well,
4: you know, I mean, Ricardo was a great player for us. You know, but when I mean, was. he was, there's, uh, there was, there was, um, I mean, he's back in Stoke now, isn't he? I think yeah, Sancti, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's doing something. The whole bar he'll be
5: he'll, <laughs> he'll
4: be doing something down there with Ricardo. <laughs> no, he's a great player for us and sort of and um, but sometimes I mean I even went over to uh, Jamaica with him. Yeah. That'll um, um, pack the case eh? holiday time. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 yeah that was a good idea. Uh, he was playing for the internationals. Supposed to be playing for the internationals. So anyway, I got on the plane with him and sort of, and I was, uh, um, the, I was in the second class and, I, and sort of, and uh, I said to him, "I is there any chance of getting in the top? You know, in the top thing, first class um, and <clears throat> on the plane and sort of um, got there." Well, they don't play. They they matched. They they didn't play the Jamaica. They didn't play the game. I can't I, I can't really uh, remember exactly the reason why. But anyway, but I mean, he was a he was a character. <laughs> he was, he was, there's no question about that. I mean, sometimes he didn't turn up, and sort of, and t- used to go crazy at him. You know, he used to go crazy at him, and then sort of. Uh, but he was a good player for us. He did exceptionally well, and sort of, and then he's gone back there now, and sort of. Uh, no, he's one of our, one of our better signings, there's no question about that. We made some great signings, I mean, there with Tony there. As time progressed, um, you know, um, and this is the thing which, when I left Stoke, is that um, I wasn't happy about, is that this is probably my responsibilities and that declined as I was, I suppose I was getting older, and whatever. But also, we'd got... Four or five different more staff. You know, but before we had got very few staff. So all in all, i um, I've been very fortunate um, to have uh, um, had the career that I've had. I'm obviously still very involved at Port Vale. I love going to the game to watch them. The supporters are all exceptionally good to me when I go there. You know, even the little ones come up and they say, "Well." Yeah, can I have a photograph. he that? ask "Well, I'm not the best, you know. I'm not the best looking." <laughs> but I mean, anyway, it's um nah, it's I've been very fortunate. We're talking um, negotiations. John is famous for his negotiations. There is one
5: occasion in the, in the book that you couldn't negotiate, which was um when you were signing Robert Heath. And well, just tell us about that. <laughs> Yeah, Robert.
4: We 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 decided we wanted to take Robert Hoof. I think he was playing up, up, up at uh, Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough. He was at Middlesbrough. He got him down, and he came with his agent, and, there's a, and uh, we sit him down at the uh, to negotiate the contract. See so what, what what it was is I, I I was negotiating the contracts with the chief executive and whatever and sort of and uh, and. Um, more than sort of uh, i mean I actually got training with them or whatever, but I mean that was that was my problem in my line as well more than more than sort of actually I didn't pick the team Tony picks the team you know whatever he, you know he's the manager he's he's the one who picks the team although that I'd been a manager for so long or whatever strange situation, but I mean, I think no he's the easy the one in charge but um all the managers who I worked with and whatever, I always illustrate that I was, you know, that they were the, the ones I was there to help and support and, and try and help them with whatever could. Um, and, um, yeah, his agent come and sat with us. With, uh, um, <clears throat> we were talking, negotiating the contract and so he says, this is his wages he says, and, um, and so we're, I mean, obviously we'd be trying to cut it down. <laughs> he says, he has to have that or we don't sign. So, <laughs> I, mean, that I mean, we look at that that was it. And we had no uh, uh, negotiations at all with him. We'd either, if we either didn't give him that money, which it was, um, and that was it, and so and, so, and it was it got the job he's done so he so could also thank you for managing it yeah so we had there was no I mean when, when you're sort of negotiating with agents and further the game has changed so much when I'm when I was at Port Vale and I'm signing the players they haven't got agents mm. you know I'm going out and I'm saying to them and, and what I, what I did used to do when I was at Port Vale I would sort of speak to, these, to these, the player and then be talking about them and sort of. Um, but agents weren't really involved in it at all, so I was just speaking to the player and whatever and things like that, maybe his father or maybe, you know, the did more What I used to always do before I signed him, I used to get Bill Bell to be in for the last meeting with the player. And he used to say, Bill. That's his contract. That's it that's the money, whatever. Um uh, you you agree with that? Uh, are you happy with that thing, Bob? Because I knew full well that if if I hadn't had done that and he was playing and he was rubbish he'd say, What are you doing you're playing in that kind of money? I said, Hold on a bit, you agreed it So I used to have always in the lab before before I signed the player I had him there at the final meeting with him and sort of said, Are you happy with that contract, Chairman? You know, is that, is that okay? No, you think that's within our scale? Can we afford that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's fine. So I mean, that was um, that was the thing that I always try to, to do is to make sure that he agreed with the with the contract. That contract which we had when I was at Stoke. I mean, there was no. He was either we have to pay that or we wouldn't get him. Yeah,
5: well, thank heavens we did. Yeah, eh? thank yeah.
4: heavens. No, he he did exceptionally well for us. I mean, actually, he did he did put him actually? there He did play Tony. Did play him as a right back to yeah, the bo- bo- well, One thing about the Robert Hoof deal. Did we have to
2: sign Sunshine as part of the deal? It was a non-negotiable. You've got to sign both or not at all. Is there any truth in that? Because remember that
3: came out. No, 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 no. It was just too separate. No, sense.
2: Sense. no, no, because I know everyone
3: that, that did the rounds for ages. No, that no. I, th- about I that. think it was because Tunchai was so sort of me. yeah, sort of pole opposite Not to what to you would expect that.
4: Tony no, to want. No, no, <laughs> no. He he, he was. He, we did his deal on on his own. I can as I said, I can remember sitting in that in there with uh, um, and sort of um, the, his agent saying that's his that's his contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, don't try and sort of. Reduce the money. Mm. That's what we have wanted. That's what we want. If you want to sign him, that's what it is. There's
5: another great example of negotiation or, or how to sign a player in the signing of Chris Iwilumu, which was obviously several years before, but you managed to snatch him from... Yeah.
4: yeah. He came down on trial, actually. came and watched him. We had him playing in the game. Anyway, we tried to... He was, he was wanted about 150. I mean, they're talking about the, the wages. I mean, the thing is a really little different altogether then, you know. We're talking about, and anyway, I was uh, he played in a practice game which we had uh, with a non league side, and we decided to be able to take him. And uh, he um, he did reasonably well for us, and then sort of uh, all of a sudden, we had to get, Tony came as the manager, and we were uh, we were um, Talking about place, he says, "Look, he says, I don't know whether he's going to be good enough for us." He says, "See whether you, you can sell him." So I go, "Oh yeah." So sure. anyway, so I said, "I'll tell you what we'll do. You know, these new technologies coming in thing, then we'll get him on the on the computer." So I says, So I get to the lads who used to look at and to, to do all the uh, computer work. I said, "You want to room <coughs> I says. We want to think so I can send to one or two managers and, 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 to, and sort of agents to, to sell him. And I said, Right, up. Anyway, about two days later, I said, Have you done that tape, Illarumma? And so he said, Oh, yeah, we got it done. I said, Oh, well, it gets to, uh, to China. I said, Tom, oh, come on. I thought there was about all the stuff about five or six of us looking. comes on the screen. rumours on there. And this is what they've done. Ball comes out, he goes, boom, 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 straight in the back of the net. Comes up, turns, boom, 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 straight in the back of the net. (laughs) God, that's something. Tony says to me, he says, bloody hell, he says, this is just the kind of player we're looking
3: for.
4: Yeah, And he even says now. I've met him recently, and he says oh, that story is unbelievable. He 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 he, he, he sort of because I told him about it, but you know, I remember I said to him, I said, oh, I said I'll tell you the story about you. I said, and sort of because we used to go to the gym, and he was in the gym. And I said, to him, I've got a bit of a story to tell you, Chris. He's on the telly now, and he's just quite a bit of him, quite a bit of work." And so I said, uh, "We did the um, things and sort of, and I said, and I said, did you tell?' I said, he said." Oh, hell, he says, this is just the kind of player we're looking for. <laughs> so, you see, what, what happens is you cut all the rubbish out. Yeah, then, they yeah, a, yeah. then they make a mistake. And, uh, when, he, when he comes, I mean, he scored one or two good goals for it. he go, get in the back of the net. go, get in the back of the net. God, just, he looks
3: pretty good, this I Remember that volley score yeah. in the court? Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're
5: well. Um, As regards to his signing, the really interesting thing is that he was supposed, he was actually going to sign for Preston, yeah. managed by David Moyes. But who was Chris's agent? Makeni Moyes. M- M- brother. David's brother. brother. <laughs> he was in Scotland. He sold him to John instead of his yes. brother. Yeah. 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 I don't, yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. In fact, he actually, he took, he, 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 he does some one or two trips now, he does. I mean, he, he took actually Paul um, Vale over, over to, uh, over to, uh, I think it was to uh, on pre-season training. You know, and all we like that. Yeah. He organised all the trip for him. And he said, yeah. they did very well. And I spoke to him, I said, oh, I said, how are you doing? Has he got any good players on the go? <laughs>
5: well, the other
4: side we must mention as a story is your involvement in signing um, Mama Sidibe. Yeah, Mama Sidibe. yeah, was, uh, what a great lad he is. Tony was up there, was manager then, and I, I we'd minted him and on. So we have actually agreed to sign Sidibe. and um, Tony gets a sack. And so Boscombe comes in. And I said to Boscomus, "Look, we look, we've been talking about this player, we want this we're wanting this player C to be, but obviously you now you've taken over. And so he says, oh. I said, um, I think you'll be a very good player for us. You now we've looked at him and whatever and things like that. I mean, think of, And so it was good that he sort of allowed me to decide, yes, we'll sign him. Um, he said, okay, you know, do you think that he'd be good? You know, you you I said, Yeah. I said, I think he'd be a good good player signing for us. So he, he actually did sort of agree, although I've never knew him or even seen him, whatever, agreed to sort of sign him. You know, because because it was the, the initial thing from actually Tony getting the sack and he'd come in, come to the um, to be a manager. So um and he came and sort of, and he was uh, a real good lad, and I think he's still involved at Stoke now, actually. You know, he's <laughs> yeah, doing his it so, yeah. His son, well. his son's playing for for Stoke. Well, I haven't seen him play, but say he's he's quite a good player. And he does look
2: out to place for a yeah. sixteen-year-old.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I mean, he, I mean, he was quite a big lad. I don't know. I haven't seen him play. You see, I mean, I, I haven't been. I've only been to one game recently, and that was a, a game in Brentford. You know, and sort of. Um, um. Recently, so I haven't seen him play. Um, there was another
5: bit to the signing mama story, like how he literally physically arrived, because he had quite of a, a role to play in him moving house. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, the
4: mammas when when he came when we signed him, there was some sort of. um um, <clears throat> dispute regarding furniture pay, re- removals, sort of, they went on strike or something, and so he, he couldn't get nobody to. to, to and, and he, he was at Gillingham wasn't I he? Yeah. he was at Gillingham and he, he couldn't get anybody to um, transfer his furniture from Gillingham to Stoke. We'd arrange for the house, we'd arrange for the house where we're going to sit, where we're going to go, uh, but he said, he said, "We can't, we can't get anybody to." He said, I'm going to, what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to bring the stuff up in the van and the car, whatever, and myself and, and, and your wife and whatever. So I said, oh, yeah. I said, well, what time you get in here, I said, I'll meet you. Lo and behold, he comes in the van with his furnish, furniture van, whatever. And lo and behold, I'm helping him to, 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 to uh, uh, take the furniture I did for the house.
5: <laughs>
4: so, I mean, not only I'm, the, I'm the, uh, <laughs> the one who's looking for players, I'm getting in the house and the furniture removal. I was going to thinking about taking that as a trade. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, uh, and Mum, was—he's a real good lad. I mean, he—he he didn't score a great deal of game goals for us, but I mean, he was a good lad, a good pro, and obviously, hopefully, his son could emulate that and sort of and do a good thing for uh, um, for Stoke as well. That was that was quite a well, quite a thing of, uh, of actually because we've got him the, the property in Stoke. He still lives in Stoke now. I mean, and sort of, and we've got the property there. And lo and behold, I was a furniture removal uh, assistant at the time. I yeah. was going to say
2: you drove down in the van, You got the, the removal van yourself. No, and, and
5: yeah.
4: no, no. And
3: I, I waited until I got into the store. Then, then I started doing well. Because so, he used to live right across the room for my
4: friend as well. Yeah, I'm here, hey. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was there when like, the first time you got there, with the, moving all the furniture into there. <laughs> yeah, quite, a, quite, a, quite an experience.
3: So, is there like a story around Adi Akimbae as well? He wasn't very happy at one point, was
4: he? <laughs> yeah, no, Adi, Adi was a was a real good player. We bought him. we bought him, and I remember going to Warsaw to try and negotiate the contract. He only come while he was here. He um, he's dropped his wages to come to play for us. You know, quite ins- considerably. And anyway, we took him, okay, but, but then he wanted to have another contract. So we, uh, he came into the office with me and said, so look, we we're talking about, i have spoken to him, about chairman, whatever, this is going nowhere, I want, I want to have an, an extra couple of years on my contract. And so, i uh, oh, come got You're so talking about the Icelandics now. And then you're in... Because you're in a... um, They're living over there, coming over games now and again, and things things like that. But trying to get hold of them, you know, is a nightmare. You know, sort of... uh, um, So, he comes in, I'm trying trying to ring him. He wants in another contract, an extension of his contract to increase his wages because he has dropped his wages from when he came. And sort of... uh, He comes and sits in my office in in the... uh, uh, at the ground, and I'm saying, "Look, I, said, I, 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 I can't do anything about it." You know, I said, "The only thing is, I says, I can only speak to the, to have got the agreement from the board and the chairman to sort of for me to agree to be able to give you that amount of money." And so I'm ringing, but can't get hold of, uh, of, of the chairman at all. He's in Iceland, you know. He stays there must be two, three hours waiting to see whether we can get through. And then got to I think it was about, about half past one we came and we was about getting, getting to about four. I, says, I, I said, I I'm going home. <laughs> so and he said, Well oh. he said, Well I'm stopping here. He says, I'm <laughs> He says, I'm he says, I've got to get this contact right. And in the end of the day, we had to sell started to burn didn't we? He yeah. went for a of, quite a lot of money. Uh, but, you see, that that's how it was with the Icelandics regarding financially. When they first come, they thought it was going to be an easy meet. You know, but when they got out and realise what it is to run a football club and sort of that it, it that disputed, I don't know how many people were over in Iceland which, uh, which were involved in that. I mean, they had a consortium, which I don't know there was... How many people were putting money into it and whatever and things like that. I mean, it was a it was um um a blessing in the sense that they came at the time and sort of invested in the club and then sort of and then it rose from there and then sort of and how it evolved, and then Peter's three six five took over and he took over again and sort of um was um and they but they realized how difficult it is to run a football club and, and the and the financial side of it and whatever. And then sort of how many people were involved in that, I don't actually know. You know, you know the consortium which they had over there. Um, we, had, we had some real good events over there. We had pre-season over there two or three times. It was... Um, Going into Iceland, I mean, it's a country I'd never been to before, God's truth, you know, it was... Um, it was cold. Uh, hey? It was cold, huh? Yeah, yeah it was cold. <laughs> uh, but we, we were going pre-season, so it wasn't that cold, you know? It was yeah. a experience, tremendous experience to go and see Iceland. I mean, it's a country I would have not have been with me, we went two or three times.
3: I know we spoke to Carl Dickinson, anyway, and he said that he went alone there, didn't he, for, before we... got in the first team, was yeah. Stoke said It was, I like, could. He wasn't there too long, but it was like the total difference in lifestyle and everything oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. compared to being over here.
4: Yeah, oh, it is. Uh, John because there was story. John Parkin, I didn't know he, he's on one of your mm-hmm. one of your gadgets. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, he does is <laughs> <up to>, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it's it happened. I mean, the thing is, is that um, he's supposed to be coming to see
5: us. He's here. We'll, we'll be on it. He's
4: about, oh, he's a, yeah, I mean, um, yeah. Um, I've got a little bit of a story about because I was thinking, cuts to my I mean, going to the age now, I can't remember all these stories. <laughs> <laughs> but John Parkin was a, he's a big, strong lad. He was, yeah. Uh, we bought. He came on loan, I think, and then we bought him. And I can remember the most um, um, interesting thing regarding. Uh, John was that uh, pre season we were used to train him. Used to them days, used to uh, like a lumicar, used to be running around the track. We used to run them up Trentham Hills, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, all changed now. They don't do things like that now. You know, yeah, you know, we used to run them south of I'm um, running up, up hills, you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, he was. Uh, I'm out there trying with him, you know, watching him train, trying to take him good this, 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 but I'm, I'm always out there with him and. Um, who should be out? They're running up this hill. And who should be at the back? <laughs> <laughs>
3: imagine who's here. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Well, he's there at the back, and so of course, I'm because like, I'm still of guest arts running with him, encouraging him to push him up, you know. <laughs> Lo and behold, I beat him up this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then,
4: and then I was
5: about
4: 62, 60, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, because uh, up these hills, used to we used to well, that was things we used to do you know power, power running get him up the hill. you know sent Just yeah. like, oh come on I was going come on you know and I was pushing up there and really, I like, was 10 yards in front you're having slow down going yeah, come on catch yeah, on yeah feed the beast and he'll score yeah, <laughs> yeah. feed yeah. the beast yeah. I looked at this um, when uh, so I mentioned about that and um um I looked at the record, he had a lot of clubs, <laughs> he had a lot of clubs, yeah, he had a lot of games and whatever, but. He wasn't um, he did it did okay for us but didn't so he didn't score many goals for us and whatever He wasn't here long about 12 18 months was it at most yeah, yeah. he might um, have been one
3: of the players right like over the computers where you can put a great package together because he had, yeah, he had but, great ability yeah. and then when they get him in the building,
5: it's
4: like he didn't score many goals I mean, you know he, 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 he played about 30 odd games and he didn't score that many goals um, but a character. I think that the other thing what I remember, and I of them have call, is we went to, I think that we went to and we um, we were playing golf. And he was in the buggy He was in the boogie and I don't know whether he'd run over somebody, but he chipped the tipped the buggy over. Chipped <laughs> 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 the boogie over. Um, um, and he was in there with the goalkeeper, I think he was in. I think it, uh, it was the guy. Yeah, that was it, my yeah. And um, it finished up. I had to pay the. Uh, he had to pay it in the end. I don't know whether we paid it in the end, but I think that he had to pay them um, for the for the repair of the of the bogie and everything else. <laughs> Tipped it up. And tie wire. Well, and think, then went haywire.
5: Wasn't that the day before you were playing Real Madrid as
4: well? It happened? might have been. I think we <laughs> did. We were playing Real Madrid, and we were thinking, I can you imagine us playing Real Madrid? Um, and, 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 we didn't lose that many by that, mate. I, I think it was, it was a tight game. Yeah, yeah well, you see, when Tony, put, Tony put the blocks on.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, so obviously on the basis of signings and stuff, how did you manage to get, like, Sergei Starnik and Peter Hoekstra over? Like, was like a Dutch international, playing Euro 96, Ajax PSV,
4: Starnik. I'm pleased, I'm pleased you mentioned that, because I would say that Hoekstra and Starnik, whatever, were two of the best signings we yeah, ever absolutely. made. Yeah, uh, Peter Hoekstra was a fantastic player. You don't forget he was an international man there, and I actually brought him over um, and sort of I thought, there's no way you're not going to get him here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We weren't in the Premier League then, you know, yeah, and sort of... Uh, I took him to Stone, had a meal in Stone, and got him fish and chips. <laughs> um, now we went to the counter, and sort of, um, he came, and his ability on the ball, and that was, was way above what we'd got, you know, and he was an exceptionally good player. He was one of the best players I ever signed, Peter Huxley. Uh And was Stan Huk. Stan Huk, we got him, a, we got... Um, um, we got him. Uh, I mean, he, uh, we got him a house here to rent, only about a 200 yards from here. I got him a house here to rent, uh, and he was, he was, in, he got. We got He was the team. I got promotion when yeah. we went to went to, went to Warsaw. And we won the, won the game there. He was, he was an exceptionally good player. If his wife was as the problem because she couldn't settle. Mm and she i remember she went to, she went once she, she'd got a trip down to london and she couldn't she couldn't find a way home we had a we had a big problem regarding that and sort of in the end she was the one sort of made made the difference and sort of said look we don't want to be here how, uh, how we managed to get it back, I can't remember now.
2: I'm, I'm sure if Siri would have stayed, he would have been a big player in this country. I think. I uh, think him it, and how in the back were. Um, rocks. He,
4: he was an exceptionally good player. I mean, I the, the reason how I got him there, you see, all them things there. Don't because that was I think, I, think you know, I was buying all the players that in the situation where Tony came. He got his ideas as well. You see, but I mean that that period there with Hookster and, and 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 him. Um, is that um, yeah? He was a he was a really really good centre half. I had a call sort of said, "Look, we got a centre half." I said, oh, "Okay." So I went to look at him and sort of and says, "Yeah, we'll take him." And um, he was an exceptionally good player. He was. he was really really good. He went back on. Um, I, I don't remember the amount money we got back for him, but I mean the thing is that um, he was as good a centre half as you could get at that time. It was a big part of us getting promotion. Um and um I just had the other one, Lukester was probably one of the best signings I uh players I ever signed. He was uh can you imagine somebody coming to somebody like we were at that time stoke in the not in the Premier League, even in the lower divisions and he was international and he got him to come and play and he sort of his ability on the ball was fantastic, whatever. And so, um no, it was, uh, that was one of uh, one of our, our best signings really. So I mean, I was really pleased with those two, and I would say I'd probably as good a, as good as two players as Stoke have had for a long time. Yeah, them them too.
3: If it wasn't for injuries with with Hookster and obviously stanik in his sort of
4: situation you just mentioned there, I think both of them could easily have been Premier League players. Yeah, I, I, I without a doubt. I mean, that, 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 I agree. I agree with that. There's no question about that. They. Uh, that's a little bit. I mean, talking about the, the players I've had in there. Robbie Earl and Ray Walker would have been good enough to be been, when Robbie Earl left, poor guy, and went to to Wimbledon and played in the Premier League. Ray Walker, if he'd have been playing with him, he could have played in the Premier League as well. In fact, Stoke tried to buy him. Actually, when we when we got uh, we got promotion and, and sort of, and uh, uh, but as a Mills, he was managing them and I, I just desperately didn't want to. Want to uh, and I, I got him to sign another contract, um, and um, so he wasn't uh, he wasn't available for, for to to you know, there was no way that I wanted him to ever go, go to Stoke um, at that time, um, because Ray Walker was. Uh, you know, when I said to you know who was the best sign, and I said to, I said the best sign was my missus, <laughs> <laughs> and, and because. Uh, and, um, <laughs> Um, people very often say to me, who, um, you know, you've, you've signed a few players there, you know, and then say, who was, your best, who was your best signing you ever made? And so to get me out of, out of trouble, I always say, you know, i tell you what, you know. I said, the best signing I ever made, I said, was my missus, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she had to look after the kids. She brought the kids up because I was here, there, and everywhere at the time, you know. And so I've been very, very fortunate to have had Dell. I mean, and my family, the most important thing to me in my life, even more than football. Um, and, um, yeah, they, um, <clears throat> they, were, um, they were great times for me. You know, I've been very lucky to have been involved in um, firstly at Paul bow here and then at Stoke. You know, it brings back great memories for me. Um, and obviously I'm still involved with it really not it to the extent. I mean, they're doing very well now. They've had a good start, Corvell. Um after the poor start against Barnsley, losing seven Corb, I mean. <laughs> and now all of a sudden they've been undefeated from from sense. So I mean, um, brilliant. So uh let's hope they can continue. Let's hope Stoke can sort of continue. I've got obviously um fun memories of my career at Port Vale and at Stoke. I've been very fortunate, very lucky to have had the uh, the years that I've had and also the games that I've been involved in to, um, to sort of remember and sort of come back and now to actually be writing a book to try and help the supporters put a statue. What an honour to have a statue outside Port Vale Football Club. It's only, uh, you know, I'm only honoured and grateful for the supporters for doing that for me, and sort of, and uh, it sort of um, emphasises what it meant to me, um, of being actually in Stoke and Trent, I've being with Paul Bell for 19 years, and for Stoke for 14 years, really I couldn't have asked for anything better.
3: Do you ever regret not taking the Stoke job, because you offered it three times?
4: Oh no! like, now, looking back at yeah. everything. Um, <laughs> I mean, um, well, there's no badminton. There's no No, I mean, it's that was a story and a half. I mean, I was always together very well with Peter Coates. I mean, Peter Coates has done tremendously well for, for Stoke. And obviously, um, when he did, when I did speak to him on several occasions, I can say, remember the one uh, time... Uh, there was an article in the paper and he said got hands off Rudge. which was because they, somebody had rang and told Belly Bell that Peter Coates had been speaking to me and sort of offered me the job that was in the paper anyway so as it happened we just got promoted so I, I, I stayed but then I did have two or three other occasions where I went to uh, meet um Peter and also the board of directors, actually, and you took to race course, man, where we were all sat down there, and right. sort of Stan Clark, and then uh, then I went to Stan Clark, who had just won the just won the national. Yeah. I went to his house. <laughs> I went to his house and sort of because he was then trying to help them financially because Peter Goss wasn't in the financial position he is now. Um, to try and sort of help the club um, boost up. And um, I, uh, I went to his house there and sort of sat down and he was talking because he, he was very influential at that time regarding sort of Stoke City. And he, he talked to me and he come, come out and he knew, I knew full well that he, you know, he wanted me to, to take the job. So this us to come to my house... And uh, I'd had sort of inroads with Billy Bell. You know, Billy Bell that said, say, pointing his finger, say, you're finished, you are. <laughs> <laughs> and sort of, and had uh, quite a few inroads with Billy Bell. And sort of, um, had the solicitor came to me here. I signed the contract um, to be the manager. And then, sort of, and I had to go to a to um, prize-giving thing at the town hall for the young young people, and sort of, and I was I meant that, and I thought I don't know what, what I'm doing here. I'd rather, you know, it's going to it's going to work. They said The family were a bit concerned. Dell and the kids were a bit concerned. And, uh, they were they were concerned because the rivalry between which we had here. And she, she was saying, the, you know, the, the, the kids will be a problem with the kids. And she said, you know, um, but, um, and then sort of, uh, Peter said to me, she said, go on holidays he says, and come back, he says, and sort of and say what you think. I said, I'm not sure, Peter, you know, whether it's going to work for us, you know, you know how long it going to be sort of, um, approved or whether or not, you know, I'm going to be able to sort of take it. Um, obviously, it was a, a big attraction then, because, I mean, they have just actually just gone into the new ground and whatever and things like that. And sort of, I, um, I went on a holiday, come back and sort like of, I said, I rang Peter, I said, please, I don't think it's going to work. You know, I think, I'll, you know, so I signed the contract. I've still got the agreement there, whatever. And um, so I'm bottled out of it as... Peter's wife said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deirdre, Dendry, who was uh, we was at that, and he was talking about this was when I was actually there as as a director of football. And she says, ah, uh, she says, yeah. He says, you bottled out of it, didn't you? (laughs) I says, yeah, I suppose you can say that I did, I did. Um, I didn't know I was going to be sort of accepted there. I mean, because, I mean, it was there's great great rivalry then. I mean, don't forget, I mean, the thing is when, when... four over the low, but when they got into contention and when they got above them and then whatever, there was, they, and the supporters will tell you that, now, won't they? Yeah. they? I mean, at I one time, they probably wouldn't be bothered about it, but then all of a sudden, four bell above Stoke. You know, under- I think he gets underestimated
3: a lot, especially by people who aren't in the area, just sort of, yeah, between oh, yeah. the two I, clubs. You could probably there. argue
2: that you making that change back then, it's far... More contentious than now because of the oh, gap yeah. between the two clubs. Mm, back yeah. then, I totally appreciate it. that would have been a very awkward situation. Yeah. Now I don't think much would be made of it.
3: If I'm honest. Well, but, um...
5: <laughs> no, no, not as <laughs> much as that. Yeah, yeah. then yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a white hot.
3: Because we were playing each other all the time. I and mean,
2: Stoke yeah. fans still watching now with Stoke fans back when that not many. Yeah. Of, we've got a lot of young Stoke fans.
4: I mean, them local derbies. In the end of the day, I mean, the Port Vale. Those Port Then we won more games than Stoke did. I
2: yeah. remember the seats being ripped out. Of vale. We had yeah. a shocking record against Vale. Well. We just couldn't
4: ever beat them. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, but that's I
3: suppose on yeah, <laughs> the one last um, question we did have someone I wanted to ask was around sort of like Peter Thorne leaving and obviously I think Graeme Kavanagh left, did just before and do you think that so those two players, I mean we ended up getting promoted anyway but the question okay. was would we? Have, eh? maybe would, should we have won the league really with players like Thorne and, and obviously Kavanagh as well And
4: I mean, yeah, well when that was um, very early on wasn't it
3: yeah. yeah. So, really yeah.
4: We I mean, we. Um, no, we went into the playoffs. We went into the playoffs, when we went down to Gillingham, And uh, that was when, when, when. Uh, two centers, when, we? when we had uh, oh, eh? yeah, Cat got sent off.
5: Cat,
4: and Clark, well, they had two. And Clark. And, and Clark eh? Yeah. So oh, I mean we, we, those first three years. I mean, we went. Well, when I first went, we went, to, we went to, and we had. This, uh, we went and won the uh, Autoglass. They called it the Mouse Cup, and that, that, when we won it two-one. I think we won two-one. Great occasion. That was when Good John uh, was, uh, was there. Whatever it was, it was great days. We just missed out on that. We were going to Gillingham. We had won the match, and they scored in the, I think it was about the 95th minute yeah. to make it three-two. Yeah. They I meant to make it three-two. No, we got Andrew Gilligan. I can remember it down there, down there. They were having all alterations done with their ground and whatever. And Del actually, Del come down. She went down in, the, went down, down the car with them, and. Um, we were uh, we were just conceded our score to make it three two instead of three one and uh we had um we had two sent off one was for a stupid um throw in situation I think it'd be clocking. yeah
3: and she just dropped the board two like stupid, stupid
4: situation yeah, and then the other one was with um yeah. Kev, yeah. Was Rob
3: Styles making a name for himself.
4: Yeah, but yeah. the got the referee was bloody useless. <laughs> <Absolute nonsense. laughs> um it it did, that knocked us sideways, that did. You know, then then the next year we went again and we played again. I think we played Warsaw in the next oh, yeah. one they you know, played warshall in the next one and gavin and, and one in eh? in that gavin yeah. ward sort from of ball across
3: sorry sorry yeah sure.
4: so then the third one we went and then sort of we got to the final and then sort of uh, then we scored a late free kick yeah because then went. Then
3: James O'Connor put it through yeah. Cavanagh's legs it was, it was a free yeah. kick <laughs> yeah. wasn't it yeah it was a
4: free yeah. kick to, um,
5: off Suleiman that time yeah he did I mean, it it, he, he, like he hit it
4: is, and, and sort <laughs> it, of it deflected get in you yeah. <laughs> please stay silent <laughs> <like. Yeah. laughs> yeah. uh, please stay uh,
3: yeah. full uh, time please I stay know. off the pitch we've
4: been working on that for ages
3: I've there's there's been a lot of said, there was a lot of just this is the very last thing. Obviously, with Kavanagh, when he did leave, there was a lot of hate really thrown towards him from Stoke fans. Yeah, I've heard stories that obviously he was in tears when he left and he really didn't want to go, but he, was, he sort of had to. Now, Cavanagh
4: is a very good player for us, he mm-hmm. was a very good player, but don't forget at that time, money was very tight, and that was the yeah. reason that they made a very good offer for him. I Do- forget exactly how much it was. Because it was, he was quite in a was a lot. Of, it was a lot of money, and then sort of, in the Icelandics are then feeling the pinch about what it was like to run a football club yeah. in the financial situation it was, and sort of, and then you are losing him, and it was the other one we saw before. Thorny, yeah. well, Thorny's goal scoring record was brilliant. you haven't had
2: twenty club seasons? No, score since.
5: No, last one. Uh, no, he he, and yeah, he we got promoted that
4: season. remarkable, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, his goal scoring record is very good. Him. He's In fact, he was seen now again in, in the gym there. I don't know where he lives now, but I mean, uh, now they were they were two very good influential players for us at that time. You know, when I was in there. So do you think like that? The, Mike was maybe given a bit of undue
3: stick from the fans for leaving. Like he wasn't in his control. He was you 've got to go because we need the money
4: rather than yeah, yeah I think it was I mean the thing is that um he was a good player good pro um and obviously they made a lot of made a lot of money to be able to finance quite a few other deals yeah you know yeah. so I mean I don't think you could you could blame him to be in the city okay you've caught it for, for a higher league in a Sunday. I think they were yeah, in the same, thing. Same,
2: league. They were. Same, same, same league. Same league. They were splashing the cash same league. Same league. Same league. But I
4: mean, obviously, they'd probably obviously get him another, another threat and to, two to go. <laughs> John, to be honest, we're, we're going to have to let you go because
2: you've got a place to be. Um, Obviously, thanks very much. We could literally go on for another two or three
3: hours here. Yeah. We've got an absolute book of questions. There's literally so much um, in that book that we haven't touched on.
2: Okay, and there you have it. So uh, a really, really interesting interview with John there. Uh, I don't know about you, but my favourite stories were very much the, uh, the Chris Iwilumo, Tony Pulis one, uh, the John Parkin one, which is – I don't know why we're surprised, if I'm honest, it's typical John Parkin. Uh, We all know that um, that guy really did not like uh, to be running up hills. Uh, So, yeah, I hope you really enjoyed it. We could have gone on for so much more. We had another 20 or 30 questions. Uh, We did try and incorporate as many of your questions into that as we could. Uh, Some John kindly answered for me without even having to ask. Um, but, yeah, the book, if you want to go and get it, which I definitely encourage you to do so, I mean, we've literally just touched the iceberg here. So uh, the book is called To Cap It All. It's going to be released on October the 9th. It's going to be available on Amazon. Uh, you'll be able to find it on there. Also, as you know, no doubt, the, the Stoke shop will have that, as will Val Park. Uh, Simon Lowe, uh, obviously the author, he's got a number of different books out, so i definitely say to you, you know, go and check out Simon's other work. He's done some brilliant interviews, and no, no doubt there'll be more in the future. Um, and that pretty much leaves me to say thanks to everybody. Uh, we'll no doubt be back with uh, more specials, more interviews again um, in the future, as we always do, as well as of course the weekly podcast that you get from us. And uh, we we'll look forward to speaking to you all very, very
1: soon. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However.